everybody, and welcome to today's Strategy Academy podcast. I'm Christy Smith, VP of Clinical Strategies, and with me today, I have Teresa Toth, who is our RN and Director of Clinical Reimbursement, subject matter expert of many, many things, um, but particularly surrounding CMA, CMI and Medicaid. Uh, she's really my go-to girl with those things, so I'm really happy to have you here today, Teresa, to talk to our listeners about two really important topics out there in the industry right now. Thank you, Christy. I'm glad to be here today with you as well. Thanks. So for our listeners out there, the two things we're going to tackle today is the retiring of Section G. You know, what does that look like with regards to timeline, strategy? What does that mean? What information do we have available from CMS? And then also Medicaid and CMI. You know, that is certainly going to be changing in the future. Um, some folks are still out for decision making in some states, but we are starting to hear on multiple platforms that there are some states that are committing to PDPM and moving over to that from a rugs-based system. So really exciting stuff, and we wanted to just kind of touch base with you all out there today to chat through some of this, um, what it means for you, some best practices, um, things for consideration, and really what we would consider some strategies um, to begin thinking about for success in the future. So, Teresa, let's just dive right into it. Talk me, talk to me and talk us through about uh, the retiring of Section G, what we speculate for that new timeline, as I know that it's been delayed by CMS because it was supposed to be as early as this October, which isn't happening um, due to the stakeholder comments and concerns. Um, but what would you speculate for that with regards to a timeline and um, maybe just give a little background to our listeners out there of what is going to change? Sure. So in response to the state's uh, Medicaid agencies and the stakeholders' request, CMS has updated the MDS 3.0 item set version, um, the current version that we use, version 1.17.1 is what we use right now. And so there will be an updated version of that, which will be version 1.17.2 this October. So there's only a few... Um, changes that are going to occur and we do know that they are putting on hold the the version 1.181 obviously in 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 response to everything that's going on with the public health emergency and response to the uh, stakeholders concerns so what is going to happen is the states are going to have the option to start gathering information regarding PDPM on the OBRA assessments. So the uh, comprehensive assessments, the admission, annual significant changes, and the quarterly assessments are going to have um, items from section GG added to them that um, will be answered if your state is participating in um, gathering that data for PDPM. So they're gonna be gathering that data in order to make a decision on the future of their Medicaid reimbursement methodology. So what, will we, what we will see in October is a question that will be answered. It will be a yes or no question. Um, you know, is this assessment to be used for a state PDPM? So if you, what we do encourage that if you're not sure if your state has already made that request to CMS that they are going to be using this data, you, we would um, encourage you to make sure that you uh, contact your state Medicaid agencies to find out if that transition is going to be happening or if that um, data 
gathering is, is going to occur. And I believe some states are making the decisions to start gathering that information immediately in October of this year, and some may be holding off to um, getting the information uh, effective the beginning of January of, of 2021. So in section GG, if you are a state that's participating in this um, or using this, you're going to mark yes, that it's a state PDPM. And then you will see in GG for the self-care and mobility uh, section that GG0130 and GG0170, the header will read, um, you know, start of SNF PPS day or state PDPM. And the instructions for that state PDPM will be that the assessment period is going to be the ARD, so the assessment reference date, plus the previous two dates. In addition, you're only going to have to complete the column, the first column for the usual performance. Um, where the column would be for discharge goals would not need to be filled out if this is a uh, OBRA assessment and we're gathering the information for um, the states, uh, for the state PDPM information gathering. Um, so we won't have to enter those discharge goals. And the look back period again to, to determine the usual performance for those items will be the ARD, the assessment reference date and the prior two dates. So it is also um, my understanding that it won't be the entire section GG that will need to be completed on the OBRA comprehensive or the OBRA quarterly. It would just be those functional items that now compose the PTOT functional score or the nursing functional score. So we would be looking at um, eating, oral hygiene, bulleting hygiene, um, those, the two components that basically make up the bed mobility, the, the sit to lie, the lying to sitting, uh, the transfer and, and the walking, you know, um, they those six areas would be the ones that are going to be filled out so that a PTOT functional score and a nursing score can be calculated. Great. That's really helpful and a lot of great information. I hope some thoughts and some questions for you, and I want to pick your brain on this. So, you know, as much as we love to think that GG is done collaboratively across the board, we know in some pockets it's still a struggle for some organizations and some facilities. Um, you know, prior to PDPM, I have to say, I think it was historically rehab's quote-unquote responsibility to fill out section GG because, you know, a lot of those items aren't done, you know, with nursing often, walking, you know, curb negotiation stairs, some of those higher level items that don't necessarily pertain to PDPM, but are in section DG. Um, and then with PDPM, you know, we as an organization, I know did a lot of education for folks out there, um, whether it was our partners, our therapists, or even at trade shows about how critically important it will be to have that collaborative effort for DG. I mean, for many reasons, obviously, um, from a reimbursement standpoint, to have accurate data integrity, um, to ensure that you have great outcomes, that you don't set the bar too high in the beginning, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I'm thinking about those folks who are still dragging their feet a little bit and still relying heavy on rehab to carry the Section GG data collection. And, you know, with long-term care individuals and completing this for Medicaid purposes in the future for those going to PDPM, you know, that's not going to bode well for them if they don't have accurate, 
you know, data collection from the folks who are still involved from the nursing team and, and that side of things. And of course, interviewing of whoever's involved, but what are your thoughts on that? Um, do you think that this will be still a little bit of a behavior change for some folks out there? Oh, absolutely. I think that we are still with the Medicare piece of PDPM and the coding of Section GG, um, still really grasping at getting the whole interdisciplinary approach to assessing what the usual performance is um, for that resident. And so, you know, facilities are going to want to prepare by, you know, currently looking at how do they code Section G, because that is going to remain. So we know we're going to still have that. And, you know, and how, how, what is our current process for coding GG when it comes to our Medicaid PPS assessments? And what are there, the similarities between G and GG? And then what are the differences? And making sure that you are gathering the data or, or having documentation of the data that's specific to the directions for those items. So, you know, making sure that the process, the terminology to gather and document on section G is being maintained. And then also looking at the, the wording, the, the requirements, you know, the documentation for GG. And, um, and then again, making it a, you know, and understanding the difference because now we have G that's a seven day look back period and GG is a three day look back period. And we need to make sure that we understand the difference between the coding differences there. And then CMS's requirement, um, does, they don't have a, a specific requirement of who needs to code this. Um, so it's, you know, we need to be working as a team to make sure that we are truly assessing um, the resident's true usual performance during the, those three days um, and, and not muddying that with the Section G documentation or the, re, the whole seven-day requirements uh, for, for that um, as well. And so, you know, maybe some tips that for GG for the OBRA non-skilled residents going forward would be, you know, we, we want to make sure we're observing and collecting the GG information in that right time frame, which is the ARD, the assessment reference date, and those prior two days um, that we are coding usual performance per the directions in the RAI um, and um, making sure that, again, we're doing staff interview and resident interview to, to gather all that information um, and, and truly, you know, the facilities may be looking at that this might be something that is not necessarily that we want the nurse aides to document on because they are so highly involved in the Section G information. But whether we have them document on it or we don't have them documented on it, it's very important that they're part of um, the process to gather that information when assessing that. So they would, you know, it's every team member that touches that resident who is involved in that resident needs to be involved in that information gathering for that GG. Yeah, for sure. I love that. And I think it also, just to your point, thinking about the how and the operationalizing of the workflow surrounding this, it's an opportunity, just like PDPM was, to work smarter and not harder. So maybe an opportunity for organizations and facilities to 
look at their data collection tools, their user, you know, daily assessments, um, or like anything within their EMR that would allow for them to streamline workflows and act more efficiently with that data collection, particularly knowing with the long-term care folks when you're reporting on Section GG that it's strictly those items outlined in PDPM. Absolutely. All right, so speaking of that, um, anything else we need to hit on with the Section GG piece? Um, any other MDS-related items that we wanted to touch upon with our listeners before we head on to Medicaid? Well, as, as part of the um, version 1.17.2 changes, um, Section I-0020 will also be activated for the OBRA comprehensives and quarterlies. And this is where we would be entering the primary medical condition. Um, we do know that we are still awaiting further guidance from CMS related to the coding instructions of this for the OBRA piece. Um, but one thing that I would say from a strategy piece is start looking now at the, diagnos the diagnosis list um, that we currently have in our software for each of our long-term care residents. Um, do we have an updated active list? Uh, you know, we could speculate that the directions would be um, the primary reason why that resident requires um, nursing home care. Um, so just as we have the directions on the PPS side that I-0020 needs to be the primary medical condition of why that person is requiring um, that skilled nursing stay, um, I would speculate that the primary medical condition that we would be uh, using on our over long-term care resident assessments would be that primary reason of why they need that nursing home care, why, you know, why they need that level of care. Um, and then we also have Section J, J2100, um, recent surgery will be activated on those over assessments to be answered as well. And again, wait, awaiting the guidance uh, specifically from CMS on how that should be coded in related to the, the OBRA piece. And we know that we need those two items added in order to truly calculate a, a, a correct PDPM um, HIPS code. So we with the addition of section GG and those areas that calculate the PTOT functional score and the nursing functional score, the next missing piece that we don't already have on our over assessments to help um, finish out that PDPM HIPS code is that um, primary diagnosis. And then obviously if, that, if there has been any recent surgeries, because we do know that certain primary diagnoses are eligible for one of the two uh, surgery categories. So if there would have been a surgery um, within the um, guide, you know, within the period of time that they outline, uh, it, it could then just change the category in which that uh, diagnosis is falling into, just as it does in um, the Medicare PPS side. Yeah, you bring up some really great points and I'll be anxious to hear that awaited um, clarification and guidance, but you know, thinking about all of the chart audits we do and within the EMR systems that we're, um, you know, in to look at patient chart audits and reviews and things, um, those diagnoses, you know, they get pretty uh, long, those lists. Like, so there's going to have to be some cleanup crews going in and, and tidying that up and making sure that, you know, the um, 
active diagnoses are truly active and prioritized and sequenced appropriately and that I-20B or I-20 uh, is selected. So that's a great point. I think another point to, to take in consideration too is it's always been on the OBRAS assessment, um, but we know it plays an important role in the PDPM calculation for, for Medicare A is that take a look at what your process is for completing the resident interviews for you know cognitive status and, and mood and behavior. So what is the facility's current process for the BIMS interview and the PHQ-9? Because we know that the BIMS impacts the, the speech component um, if there's cognitive impairment, as well as the PHQ-9 um, if we meet the criteria for the signs and symptoms of depression could have, you know, have that impact on our nursing categories as well. So uh, that would be another area that I would recommend for um, facilities to be taking a look at. Um, how do, you know, what is the current process for handling the interviews when it comes to the OBRA assessment? Yeah, excellent point. Um, so we have heard through a couple of platforms, um, different resources that some states are making some formal decisions um, some are still undecided with leaning towards one way or the other. Um, but can you just review for us what we've heard so far with regards to states uh, choosing to go down the PDPM path for Medicaid CMI reimbursement and what that looks like? So um, I believe the list is about 20 states that have, um, you know, informed CMS that they will be using this. Now, again, um, I heard that some will be starting to gather the information as of 10-1-2020. Some will be holding off until, um, you know, January 1st of 2021. So I, I want to stress that it's still very important that if you are in a RUGS 3 or RUGS 4 CMI state, that you do um, reach out to your state Medicaid agency um, and, and confirm if there is going to be that change. The states that I have seen on the list so far are Iowa, Idaho, Indiana, Kentucky, Maryland, Maine, Minnesota, Mississippi, North Carolina, North Dakota, Nebraska, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, South Dakota, Tennessee, Utah, Virginia, Washington State, and Wisconsin. So again, I, I just want to stress that it's important to contact your state agencies for the specific information on how reimbursement will be affected, um, what is the information gathering timeline and the plan for their conversion, if any, if they make that decision to go from RUGS 3 or to uh, RUGS 4 to PDPM, um, because we do know that the, the, um, the state assessment is going to be available, that optional state assessment, the OSA, will continue to be available. And you know your state may decide to continue with RUGS 3 or RUGS 4, um, but you would need to speak with them or reach out to them to find out the specific plans. And I think a lot of it is still in the developmental stages for each state. And um, you would want to make sure that you're connected with them so you're staying on top of any educational releases that your state is, is providing you. 
That's great and really helpful information and a good number of states that have already made confirmation, um, given that the timeline is a little, you know, unclear as to when that final, final word is due. Um, but these folks coming in early and stating that we're going to go forward with PDPM, which I think is, you know, a smart move on their end to kind of um, streamline processes within their organization, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And, you know, again, it's a positive sign, uh, making sure that, it, you know, again, it, so it won't be a surprise last minute change. So, you know, again, getting connected with your state agency to be on those email blasts or, you know, the, the emailing list for the education's coming up. Um, and as we here at Health Pro Heritage learn anything um, state specific, we will surely be um, sharing that as well as, as we all work through this process together. Absolutely, stay tuned for much more strategies surrounding that. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Teresa, for your time today. Really helpful. Hopefully some folks from those states are listening today and start to um, have conversations with their you know, interdisciplinary teams and their organizations about what this means for them in the future. and. As always, reach out if you have any questions whatsoever. Um, you can reach us at strategypodcast at healthpro-heritage.com. We'd be happy to answer any questions you might have. So thank you again, Teresa, for your time today. Oh, my pleasure, Christy. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks. And everyone out there, have a great afternoon or morning or whatever time of the day it is that you're listening. And thanks for tuning in. As always, we appreciate you.